Hello, hello, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as a modern medium. And the mission of this podcast is to create a very beautiful sacred space for us all to feel deeply connected and tap into our divine self through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you oh so much for finding me. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for coming back and being patient when I have my lovely little lulls. And I just adore you guys so, so much. I cannot thank you enough for supporting the podcast and supporting the platform. If you haven't already, make sure to give me a follow wherever you love to listen And of course, share this podcast and any episodes with your friends and your loved ones. And when you feel ready and feel called to book a reading with me or any type of service with me, simply head to my website at themodernmedium.co or you can head to my Instagram at hello at the, not hello, oh my God, head to my Instagram, okay, (laughs) can't speak. I'm so excited. I also feel so good chatting with you guys. Oh my goodness. If you haven't already, head to my Instagram at themodernmedium underscore. And in my bio, that's where you can click my link and you can find all of my beautiful services. And you can also book a discovery call with me to see what works for you and if we are a good fit. And I believe that's it. Just, I'm so happy to be back. Thank you so much, you guys, for being so patient. I had a really big month of May traveling, and I actually just really wanted to step back from the podcast and, you know, from client work and stuff to really just focus on quality time with family, just be really fully immersed in my experiences, and it was just perfect. I'm so, so happy, and June seems to be a really big and beautiful month for me to really you know, kind of close the chapter of a lot of, a lot of ending chapters from the last, you know, five months since January. And now June seems to be kind of a beautiful, fresh start. And I'm so, so excited to be back. So anyways, you guys, I am really excited for you all to get to know and listen to my beautiful conversation with Natalie Valle. And if you haven't already, she has the Instagram account Love and Alchemy, and she is absolutely amazing. She is a Los Angeles-based sound healer, and she is a celebrated practitioner. She is also a cacao ceremonial ceremonialist and a Dharma coach. As a yogi of over a decade, she has studied meditation under the beautiful Deepak Chopra Institute and has been a mindfulness expert leaning workshops, events, and trainings in Los Angeles for over five years. And she is a proud first-generation Latina from El Salvador, which is where she grew up. And working with Natalie, you can expect a beautiful healing experience that will help you transmute any negative patterns that are holding you back from feeling light, aligned, and empowered. Natalie uses different modalities that have helped her along her journey, and she helps people create and design a program and experience that fits their specific needs. She also just recently became a Nike trainer, 
So honestly, kudos to her. Huge, huge, huge celebration. And I wanted to add that in there because that didn't happen um, when we chatted. It just happened, I think, a couple weeks ago. So I wanted to give her a shout out and celebrate that beautiful accomplishment. So if you are on the Nike app or trading with Nike, go ahead and find her. And if you would love to connect with Natalie, simply go to her website at loveandalchemy.com. Her Instagram is at loveandalchemy underscore. And she also has a beautiful podcast, Practical Alchemy Podcast. And if you would like to follow that podcast on Instagram as well, you can find it at Practical Alchemy Podcast. Yay. So I think that is everything. And this episode. So again, whenever I have someone on the podcast for the first time, I always want to take it from the most student-esque lens. I really ask her, what is sound healing? What is this all about? Why is it important? And I also, of course, ask her about her journey and how she came into her beautiful sound healing modalities and I also love how we started off the podcast and I started recording it when we were having this conversation. We were really talking about play and authenticity and being silly and just really embracing the beautiful spectrum that we are. And this is just such a beautiful conversation. Natalie's energy is so just resounding with peace and serenity and stillness and I really loved being connected with her. I loved learning from her. We also learned some beautiful ways to incorporate sound healing into your own practice, into your own daily life. She also shares some of her favorite sound frequencies which I wrote down and you can most definitely write down and it is a really really beautiful episode. So again, I would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts, so never feel shy to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I also believe you can can leave a review on Spotify, or you can always, always DM me on Instagram or email me, and of course, email Natalie or message Natalie and let her know how you thought of the podcast. Please don't ever be shy. I know it's always sometimes weird to reach out when it comes to reaching out to the host and you don't want to say the wrong thing, but I promise you whenever I get these messages, I always receive them with so much gratitude. I'm always so excited to connect with you and I'm also always eager to learn from you. I always want to know how I can serve you, serve the listener and give you what you would love to hear. I always want to be a beautiful teacher and guide and just a presence in this beautiful space. So anyways, I love you all so, so much. Thank you so much for listening. And let's get straight to this beautiful conversation. Show up to be fully in integrity and authenticity. And I am somebody who can really tune in to the most sacred of the sacred and and hold space for that. And I also love playing in, in the joyful, playful, childlike realms too and can be so silly. And I think it's it's important for people that are in this work and maybe they're not in this work for work, but maybe they're just in this work for themselves and just to understand that it's important to embrace the full 
spectrum of what it is to be a human. And being a human, you can tap into that. Yes. And you can be silly and you can play and you can giggle and it's all of it. It's all of it. And that's like the full integration and embodiment where it's like in one second, yes, I'm tapped in, I'm tuned in, we're going into prayer. And then maybe in the middle of the prayer, somebody farts and you have to giggle about it and that's okay. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's all of it. Oh my God. No, I so agree. I, it's interesting because I, at first, like really embracing my now actually being a professional medium, I'm like, oh, I have to be, um, I don't know. And like no a part of a part of my my juice is my silliness and my humor and my bubbliness and it's so comforting I think I just feel so much more in the flow with being silly than being I mean of course there's always a time and place to be like buttoned up of course like that comes with it anyways and the way I see it I mean I see it the way we all should see it I feel is like spirit is spirit is joy like spirit is laughter spirit is giggles and silliness and it's like so funny too because like my guides are very I was like wait why am I like like I have these like old Hebrew men as my guides but then I'm like well they're probably hilarious like I am amazing and I'm so funny so it's like I don't know like we have we have to be silly. It's just I totally. Wow. It's like for me, I was raised in with Christian Christianity as the dogma, as the religion. And while I certainly don't identify anymore, just fully dogmatic, right? I remember one of the biggest things that stuck to me was there was a verse in the Bible that said that the keys to access heaven are to see things through a child's eyes or something along those lines. I'm totally butchering it, but it's like, okay, there is like that innocence. There is that un, um, what's the word? Um, it's like unconditional love, unconditional compassion, compassion and joy and play and, and just being, and yeah, no, that's why um, and I'm coming more and more into that, you know, because having been in this space professionally as my offering and my work now for, I think now almost five years, um, there's been a many, many evolutions. Like every day I wake up and I feel like I'm somebody new. And so, yeah, just a little tangent. Side note. I don't know if my audio is recording because I don't see any like squigglies on my name. I see them on yours when you talk. Oh, okay. So I fully see yours. Okay, great. Yeah, so I just don't. Okay. And it's so and it's so interesting because you're like, oh, I wish we like recorded our beginning part, and then I was like, I'm just gonna click record, and then you went on like that perfect tangent. And I was like, <laughs> what a perfect way to start. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, uh, Natalie, I just want to say thank you so much for agreeing to be on this podcast. It's so wonderful to connect with you. I've loved connecting with amazing practitioners in this space. Um, obviously, of course, there's nothing wrong with our 
wise older psychic mediums but it's really fun to me psychic mediums that are like closer to my age mm. and very affirmed in my youth and my playfulness and i yeah so it's just amazing to connect with you have another sister in the circle yeah. and i just can't wait to learn more about you and yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you no it's such an honor i love having these conversations and i hope that Whatever transpires, may it be in the highest service to the listener and may it bring maybe nuggets of reminders because at the end of the day, it's all of it is already within us. It's just like whenever I talk about people, whenever I talk about my personal quote unquote spiritual awakening, about I've actually started to say spiritual remembrance because it's not that it's not that something it's not something that's new that's coming into people's lives when they go through that. It's it's literally a remembrance of your birthright, of your essence. And so, yeah, I'm just super honored. So thank you for having me on. Yes, I, I do love that. A spiritual remembrance. You're so, so right. So, mm. so right. This is all, this is all within us. Um, so the way I love to start off this podcast is with this question. We're just going right in. In your own words, what does it mean to embody your soul? Mm. To embody my soul means to recognize when I am associating with the human experience through the ego, through suffering, through scarcity, right? And so to recognize when I'm identifying with that aspect of the human experience and then able to shift that and say, I'm not that. That is an experience that I can choose to have, but I am not that. I am the awareness, the soul through which this spacesuit that is my human moves and experiences. And obviously, we are all confronted with the human experience every day. And it's not to make anybody feel guilty when they do associate with those aspects of life because it's very real. And I don't think that ever ends, honestly, unless you are somebody who goes and meditates in a cave for the rest of their lives, it will never go away. The temptation to associate with the human, with the 3D, with with the human experience. And I think that's the journey and that's the embodiment is to whenever you do begin to go into that mind frame where you begin to associate with that to stop yourself and have that higher perspective and maybe just laugh at yourself even and be like, oh, human, so limited and so cute. And then come back into that awareness of I am, I am. Um, yeah. And it's an everyday journey. Some days are easier than others. And yeah, I think that's what makes this incarnation in this lifetime so special is that we forget, we remember, we forget, we remember, we forget, we remember. And it's like this game that we're always playing. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for that. I love every minute of that. And I also love what you said. And I think 
I'm not a, even, I think I'm sure listeners when hearing you say, oh, human, <laughs> to myself a little, I'm like, honestly, like, oh, human, like we know nothing. <laughs> and our soul is like guiding us through this whole process. It's just, yeah. I just, I so loved every minute of that. So honestly, I'm going to clear my throat. I had a cold like a couple weeks ago, so I'm still oh. like, but all good. We're good. She's here. Um, so I am so excited to learn about you. And we, there's like several topics I want to cover, but what's first coming to me to talk about is I want to learn more about your work in sound healing. I want to learn like kind of honestly, almost ins and outs. I really want to go to more sound baths. I've only been to one and I was like, this is the best thing ever. My bones were literally vibrating like, uh, like 24 hours. It was just the best. And uh, I know the practitioner kind of described like the science and the brain. Yeah. You know, it's just so interesting. And I would just love to hear from you sound healing. Like, why did you get into it and the impact it's had on your work? Oh. Uh. Yeah, let's let's. How much time do we have? <laughs> I mean, we have at least an hour before so, I have to go and work at Mystic Journey at noon. So. Oh, I gotta come visit you, and we gotta get you out to a sound bath. I, it is unacceptable that you've only been to one. I'm about to really <laughs> initiate you a sound bath a day for a month. Um, no, I'm I'm joking, but. Sound baths, sound healing, sound therapy, it came into my life in the most serendipitous way. And I can only, the only thing I can say is that I was divinely guided to it. And so back in 20, let's see, back in 2016, I started, well, so I moved to LA when I graduated from college, which was 2014. I moved to LA, was trying to find my bearings. And ultimately, being in Los Angeles, it's like being in a buffet of all things wellness, of all things health, which is such a gift. I can appreciate that maybe not everywhere in the country in the world has things at their fingertips as much as we do. And so really grateful for that. And through that, I discovered breath work. I discovered sound healing. I'd, I'd been a yogi at that point for about four years. And so yoga had introduced me to uh, so many different things. Uh, yoga had introduced me to so many different aspects of myself and meditation and mindfulness. And so when I, and I started to try to meditate. And I always found it really hard to just silence my mind, silence my thoughts, go into that state that everybody talked about. And I was like, I guess I'm just not good at it. And I went to a sound bath led by this woman. Her name is Lauren Wagner. And back in Wanderlust, when Wanderlust was open in Hollywood, and I just remember for the first time in my life experiencing what we now can call the gap. Experiencing that moment of you're not sure if you're awake or asleep. You're not even aware of thoughts. You are just fully present, aware of awareness. And 
I fell in love. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Um, I have to go to sound baths every day because it, they get me there. Mind you, at the time, I was working in corporate. I was an account executive working in partnerships. And my mind frame was like, I am going to be the VP of partnerships and sales like in five years. Like that was my trajectory. Okay, so as my dharma would have it, at the job that I had at the time, we had a yoga teacher come in three times a week and lead yoga classes in the middle of the day. It was at this data software company, like truly, truly, they really cared about employee wellness, employee mental health. And it was such a gift because I got to connect with her so deeply and she became a mentor. And one day she came up to me and she said, hey, I'm doing this training over the summer to learn how to be a sound practitioner. It's a soundology course. And I just felt called to invite you to take the course with me. And I was like, what? Um, okay, well, nothing that I really had on my radar. And it's quite the investment. So I'm going to have to sleep on it. But I'll wait. Thank you for thinking of me. And I went to bed that night and I sat with it. And the next morning I woke up and something in me was like, this is a yes. This is a full body yes. And I didn't understand why. I didn't have an intention to even become a sound practitioner. But I was like, you know what? I've never done a training in anything like this. I wanted to do yoga teacher training for some time, but maybe I'll start here. And then day one of that training, which this was now back in 2018. Yeah, 2018. Day one, something was just lit up within me. And I was like, okay, there is something here. My soul is literally singing and dancing. And there is magic here for me. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to dive in. I graduated from that course and I got my first set of singing bowls. And the minute I got my singing bowls, I started getting so many random, and this was before I even had my Love and Alchemy Instagram account. This is when I had my personal account. I started getting random DMs from yoga studios being like, hey, do you want to lead a sound bath? Hey, do you want to come? hold space for our community. And it was this domino effect of I said yes to the training. I invested in my sacred instruments. And then the universe was opening up all these different doors and pathways for me to step into offering sound baths and holding space. And before I knew it, I was doing at least a sound bath a week. And it was just this this thing that unfolded and evolved in the most organic, kismet, and unexpected way. And I never knew that this was going to become such a big part of my life. And now fast forward five years, I, I have my practice full time. And I was working before I left corporate officially, I was working at the company of my dreams. I don't know if you're familiar with ClassPass. And yeah, so I was there, I was um, working in partnerships and then the pandemic hit and studios in person was not a thing. 
And so it was this really opportune time where I was being asked more and more to step more fully into my offerings, my practice. And this other part of my career was starting to shift and even go a different direction that I was like, I don't know what the future is going to be here for me. And even though I'm at my quote unquote dream company, there's still a part of my soul that isn't quite fulfilled, right? And then that's when I was like, what? I have to take a leap. I have to fully dive into this, see what it's all about and see what it has in store for me. And since I said that sacred yes, my life was never the same. And it's just, I feel so blessed. I feel so grateful um, because it's, yes, of course, I hold space for people to experience their own transformation. But the biggest thing that has happened has, for me, in my experience, has been my own transformation and my own journey through healing and and just connecting with, like, that question that you asked me at the beginning, connecting with my soul and just diving deeper into what it means to, to experience this life and to wake up every morning and, and take a breath and say, wow, I get to live another day on earth. I get to do this for one more day. Um, and I didn't have that perspective before. And yeah, I, I think it's it's been just this beautiful evolution that I couldn't have imagined, but it required me to trust and to just say yes. And now here we are. <laughs> I love it so much. Thank you so much for sharing. And, and uh, I love just the, the truth of it is really is when you do say also, I love how you word these, I guess, acts and words when you say, I like wrote it down, like full body. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, really love that you do that. And there I'm, I, I hope the listeners can even take that for them, their own selves as like a tool, but what it requires to take the leap, but how worth it is mm-hmm. because really everything does fall into place for you. And even when it, there's obstacles, like it's just that inner knowing and it's so it's so interesting too because I I would honestly love to God, there's so many things I want to do. <laughs> I'm like, okay, when do I start? So one of my Claire's that I'm very, very um that are very prominent is Claire Audience. So oh, at some point in my practice, I do really seek to understand more and honestly become certified in soundology because sound is so sacred and important for me like it's even as if you have any like a motorcycle came on the street i was like ah like like, my space and like the unity and harmony of sound and even taking walks in my neighborhood and listening to the trees and the birds and like the kids and the dogs and like it's so beautiful yes i just also i have i i'm gonna like forget her name i think it's i know it starts with a p but i have ooh pile i have her book um i heard her on jay shetty's podcast yes so badass truly 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 and talk about somebody who 
said a sacred yes to their dharma. Like she is, I mean, yeah, incredible. Absolutely badass woman. And so I would love you because selfishly, I want to learn too. I would love to explain to the listeners like what is soundology but what is the experience that we go through when we experience a sound bath yes so soundology is a term coined specifically by my teacher lauren and since then i am so gracious always to my teachers and the ones that came before me and so i just want to give her her flowers because she is such an incredible being and teacher and Cannot recommend her enough. Um, And since then, I've actually expanded into my own practice and also teach people sound. I I guide sound practitioner trainings, and it's been such a gift because the best way to learn is to teach, right? And so here's something that maybe listeners know, maybe they don't, but if they don't, it is freaking mind-blowing. So stay with me here. The human ear, on average, can only hear from 16 to 16,000 hertz. Hertz is the unit of measure for sound. And all it means is cycles per second. So if you think of a wave, how many waves per one second? So humans can hear between 16 to 16,000 hertz per second. So anything that falls below that range or above that range, we cannot hear. Now, when you said you hear a car honking, you hear the bird singing, those are sounds that you are being immersed by consciously. Think about all of the sounds that you cannot hear, and yet you are being immersed by every waking and sleeping moment of your life. We are always immersed by sound. Everything has sound from this computer to this microphone to my body to the sound waves coming out of my voice. Everything is sound. Everything is vibration. We now understand through science that everything is vibration. And what is sound but vibration that falls within a range that is audible. So sound is everything. Sound is everything that encompasses the universe. And so that statement alone is like, wow. We know so little about sound and the power of it. You know, sound baths are deeply relaxing, deeply meditative, have many benefits from a physiological perspective to an emotional, to a, to a mental and energetic. And sound is being used today in Western medicine. When you have an ultrasound and you're pregnant, they're just sending sound waves and that's creating an image. Now medicine is starting to use sound to begin to dissolve kidney stones and being researched for the impact of sound on cancer. And so I say this to mean that we still have so much untapped potential that we can do with sound. And so what I might be saying today is probably very limited compared to what we'll know in two years, five years, 10 years. My gosh, technology is moving so fast. And because sound is everything, sound is so, so, so deeply sacred. And what I want to share, what's coming through right now is that, yes, you can do a sound training, a sound healing course, absolutely educate yourself with the science, with the metaphysical aspects of it. And every single one of us 
almost every single one of us actually has the most powerful instrument in the world, the most powerful instrument of all, and that is the voice because the voice is the only instrument that carries consciousness, right? And so with your own practice, just by toning, just by grunting, just by making sounds, by singing, you can actually begin to activate healing within yourself. And then you feel called to share it with others, with others as well. Now, (laughs) that's a total tangent. I want to get to the question that you asked. So sound baths, sound healing, it's a form of meditation that utilizes sound to help us drop into deeper states. And what we know is that Sound has the ability to entrain brain waves to begin to slow down. And what happens when our brain waves slow down is that we get out of our prefrontal cortex, we get out of the monkey mind, we drop into the subconscious, and we can drop into deeper states of awareness that are not thinking about the to-dos, what am I going to make for dinner, I forgot to reply to this email, etc. And that in itself, to give people that space to have peace of mind is so, so powerful. Now, at a physiological level, sound has been proven to be able to reduce blood pressure. Um, It can increase your mood. It can balance out your hormones. I mean, it's, it's such a powerful tool. And... It can activate a cascading effects of of healing benefits within the body. I mean, my gosh, the body is this walking pharmacy. Every single medication that you can get at the pharmacy, your body can make on its own. And so if you give your nervous system the space to recalibrate, if you give your body the space to just be and get out of that fight or flight response, your body can begin to bring itself back into homeostasis. And we can find that in sound baths because they give us the ability to stop the monkey mind from going in circles, going in loops. And I mean, there's so much more that I can say, but yeah, I guess I'll, I'll stop right there and and see how that resonates with you, if that answers your question. Yes. Two things. One, I was like, keep going. <laughs> Yeah, literally. I'm like, I love this. And I I just had to write uh down what you said that the voice is the only sound that carries consciousness. I mean, holy freaking nuts. That is so true. And it's so and how important it is that what we speak into existence is truly created and stamped and the power of word, but also the power of music and vibration. And absolutely. I love, I love hearing um, about your knowledge and your experience. I think even it, it makes, it should make sense to listeners too, because you've been described what it does to the brainwaves and it's just absolutely magic. So I would love to learn if you're willing to share just some maybe like spiritual or any kind of this this arc of transformation when you started doing sound what were mm-hmm. these like what was like the effect it had on whether it was like i was i felt lighter in my body or i had clearer eyes i don't know i'm just mm-hmm. like but i would love to hear like this beautiful arc of what sound has done for you Yeah, it came into my life at the pre-stages of my Saturn return. And so that in itself 
lent it to be a catalyst for my transformation into who I wanted to step into, who I was becoming. And with my sound training came a lot of kundalini practices, meditations, breath work. And so I dove fully into that world. And my self-practice, I mean, listen, whether you are whatever modality you practice, this is across the board. You can only take your clients and your students as deep as you yourself have gone, right? So let this be such an inspiration if you are a practitioner to never forget to be a first and foremost student of what you practice, of what you offer. Because the deeper that you go, the deeper that you can take your students and your clients. And so for me, the beginning of my journey with sound and sound healing and meditation was my self-study, my self-practice. And that in itself was so transformational for me. It cracked open so much, so many... um, connections with my sense of higher self, with my guides, with my ancestors. And that naturally comes, I think, the deeper that you go into these states. And so, you know, I, I, I really started reevaluating what mattered to me. And I realized it wasn't the money. It wasn't the accolades. It wasn't the prestige. It wasn't the BMW that today I'm like, okay, if I ever buy a new car, it has to be electric. Like, what was I thinking? And so my value started to change because of all of the healing that was going on internally and the transformation that was going on internally that were a result from all of the practices that I was incorporating from breath work to kundalini to meditation to playing with my instruments and allowing the vibrations to begin to clear my field. I mean, it was literally like a clearing of my entire field for the first probably three years of of me diving into this work. And it's no surprise that at the end of that three-year cycle, I was just a brand new person. I mean, something that I do share because I am now on the other side of it is that I also struggled for a long time with substance abuse and I had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. And yet I would still go to those places where that aspect of myself would be triggered. And I got to a point after that three-year cycle where I was like, no more. Like, this is not who I am this is not who I am. This is not who I want to become. This is not who I am evolving into. And so I embarked in a sobriety journey two years ago. And that was like the next catalyst because not that you have to be sober, because if you have a healthy relationship with different substances, different medicines, that's beautiful. And having a clear vessel is the most efficient way to be a conduit for universal life force to flow through you. And that for me was like, that's when things really started to click. Um, Another thing I didn't mention is that I also went on to do my 200-hour yoga teacher training during this time. I did my Reiki attunements level one, two, three, and master level. And... um, 
I'm wrapping up a meditation teacher training certification with the Chopra Institute. Now I'm not, I'm now stepping into spiritual Dharma coaching. And so it's, it's been all of these different contributors to the evolution of my transformation. But for sure, my self practice, my self study was at the root of it all. And it continues to be, it totally continues to be. And I'm so grateful for it because today I am able to tap into gratitude so much more easily. I'm able to really see the distortion of separation when the ego wants to come in and say, nope, we're choosing unconditional love today. And it's so liberating. It's so freeing to put it in in. A Course in Miracles, Marianne Williamson's terms to choose love over fear. And that shift in perception of having the ability to choose love over fear in every decision that I've made has been a portal to step even more into the embodiment of, of a version of myself that is in harmony and resonance with the frequency of love with the universe. Mm, absolutely. And I, that is something I talk about with my listeners, with my clients, with every single person when it comes to making that firm decision and devotion to spirit and becoming a vessel and whatever that means is literally we have to take care of your body you have to there's yes. no other option yes clean food clean water clean thoughts clean people clean environments like clean everything it is such a deep devotion and mm. i just i love that you also kind of emphasize that and that we of course i mean every single medium shares that value i'm sure i hope but, but i just love that you mentioned that as well in this podcast and I also again like thank you for sharing so much um, yeah and I, I also just want to humanize myself because I I would never want to come off as as preaching and putting myself on this high horse saying that I'm perfect like no every day every single day I have to tell my ego to Please kindly take a seat. <laughs> it is it is not your time right now, honey. We are not in danger. Please take a seat. Take a load off. I'll bring you a, a sparkling kombucha. Like just just chill out. And and some days I'm better at it than others. But that's why it's a continuous practice. And yeah, I just I just wanted to offer that too because it's not like I live in this bubble where I don't get triggered. And where my ego doesn't run rampant. Like, no, it happens every single day. And that's why it's called a practice. Because every day you have to practice. And some days it's easier. Some days it's harder. And the days where maybe you quote unquote fail, like have grace with yourself, right? And recognize and then say, okay. But it's funny when I, when I was in college, I studied uh, Mandarin Chinese. And <laughs> Spanish is my first language. English is my second language. And so learning Chinese, which is so vastly different and very challenging, my teacher always said to me, and this stuck with me, and he said, the goal is never 
for you to become fluent because unless you move to China, you won't be. The goal is for you to fail from a higher level every time. And so I feel like striving to be perfect is just setting yourself up to be disappointed. And so just have grace with your human and say, you're going to fall short. You're going to fail. But the goal is never to be perfect. The goal is just to fail from a higher point, from a higher level every time. Oh my gosh. I literally had to write that down. That is amazing. And it's so interesting that you had that like memorable quote you took from a professor because- I mean, that's all I retain, let's be honest. (laughs) Honestly. And I will never forget this one quote I heard from my eighth grade physics teacher. And first of all, it was the hardest class of my life because my brain is very much, I would say very dominant right brain. Um, I do possess both, but I'm like creative, flowy, like even it's not, I don't, I, I have a hard time making eye contact, not because I don't care about the other person, but because I'm literally catching the words and thinking about things. And so I remember he said something, it was literally just about when you do an equation and then you get the answer. He's like, don't circle it. Don't square it. Don't put an arrow to it. Like, don't put an arrow towards it. Don't mess with perfection. Mm. God damn it. That is perfect. (laughs) So, so much. Even just the beauty of, I I know, I don't don't remember who it's, I think actually, no, Brene Brown, the gifts of imperfection. Mm. Um, But it's like imperfection is also perfection. Yes. Perfection is imperfection. Yeah. I so I so love you emphasizing and talking about how this is such a daily practice. I mm. mean, in all honesty, <clears throat> literally yesterday. So I love I love working part time at Mystic Journey because I feel so flowy. It smells delicious. I'm surrounded by amazing books that I meet incredible people and and the love- crystals. My gosh crystals and I'm like driving to work. I'm like, hell yeah. And then I get this random call from AT&T and it's like some BS I've been dealing with. And I was like doing my best to like really just keep it together. Cause of course, like this poor woman is just trying to figure out what's going on. And I'm just like, oh my God. And after that, I'm like, what? Ugh. Like, it's just, we are always working. And yeah. honestly, it's like when you choose to bring yourself into the light, everything comes with it. And it's just like, it's just a beautiful work in progress. We are always, always students. Always. First and foremost, students. Preach. (laughs) Yes. So I would love to learn a little bit about, because I'm just like selfishly curious. Okay. So do you do like a routine with your, oh, okay. I also have to say your sacred instruments. Wow. That's so precious. Do you have a routine with them? Like where you wake up in the morning and you do it or the afternoon or at night? And how do you, I guess I'm even curious is like, how do you want to turn each one? And like, do you have routines? You're like, Ooh, I'm going to do this. routine. (laughs) Like whatever. I'm going to do this routine because I'm stressed. (laughs) Yeah. I do have a routine with sound and 
this is actually good because it can inspire people who don't have instruments. My biggest and most consistent routine with sound is with my voice. And I, when I'm driving, like I will be toning the entire time. Um, And it's funny because my routine, my exercises before it becomes intuitive actually just follows traditional vocal warmups that singers will do. And whether it's like fluttering your lips or going up and down the scale, chanting me or la or whatever. Um, And so that is my most consistent practice. It's actually toning. Now with my instruments, for sure, like the gong is the one that takes me there the fastest because it's just so freaking powerful. And when the bowls are just, they're so delicate and there's, I, I think of the bowls as more yin nature and the gong as more yang nature. Now that's my perspective. Somebody who's a sound healer listening might totally disagree and like totally fine. It's, it's just the way that I perceive it. So don't take this as law. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, as of lately, I have found myself needing more yang energy in my life. So I'll gravitate more to the gong. But the bowls are always just so yin and so peaceful and it fluctuates. But at the end of the day, they are very sacred instruments. And so even just sitting in meditation with them in my room, like you can probably see I have some of them behind me, even just having them in my space shifts the energy. And it's funny, like whenever, because I am a distributor as well for uh alchemy bowls, which are the bowls that are infused with the gemstones and the crystals and the minerals. And so I get to be a foster caretaker for a lot of these instruments before they go to their permanent forever home. And it's funny because if my space, if my healing room is a mess, I won't open the boxes. Like the boxes will sit there unopened for weeks until I've cleared the space and actually created space for them to land. And yeah, they're they're very sacred and they kind of go in and out of my practice, but the most consistent one is actually my voice, which I hope empowers a lot of the people listening to begin to play with that and to begin to play with some sounds you make from super high pitch to like guttural and just let your voice emote because you are tuning your own instrument through that. And that is the quickest way to be able to activate healing using the power of sound. Mm, I love that you said that because, yeah, I mean, even I know beginning of this, I was mentioning like my interest in becoming like a sound teacher with like bowls and literal dream. And then when you mentioned the voice, yeah, that I I felt the same way too, and probably similar to what listeners are feeling as well. It's like, wait, of course, you're so right. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm sorry, I'm just picturing myself like, <laughs> like, like looking around, seeing if anyone's around, and being like, oh. literally, literally. I mean, if you're by yourself, it's so much easier, and. Like when you're around people, play with it. And let's. Oh, so good. Oh, I love it so, so much. And 
a couple more final questions. I would love to learn maybe if it's one or a few, what have been some of the greatest lessons that you've learned from um, diving into sound and sound healing? Mm. Some of the biggest lessons, I would say that the recognition that healing and community is one of the most powerful and most activating catalysts for people. Because traditionally in sound baths, I will have anywhere between 5 to 20 to 40 people gathering and coming together. And when people, I think of it like when you look up and see a flock of birds and they're all in synchronicity and they're all flying together, creating this beautiful shape, that's what I imagine is happening at an energetic level because everyone is in training at this frequency where they are calm and at peace and creating harmony and creating ripple effects of healing. And so this modality being primarily offered in group settings has just been such a reminder of the power that comes from healing in community, whether it's community of people that or people that you don't know. Um, because sound is virtually universal. And even for people who are hard of hearing or deaf, I've actually had students who are deaf in one ear. Like I said earlier, just because we can't hear the sound doesn't mean it's not there. And so sound is, is such an accessible tool that doesn't require people to have this vast understanding of Vedic philosophy or what have you to, to be able to feel the impacts of it. I mean, you turn on a song that puts you in your feels, what I'm talking about, right? And so, yeah, it's, it's really just been a beautiful reminder of the importance of community and the importance of accessibility when it comes to healing. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh my God. I also had to write that down. It's truly healing in community is mm -hmm. everything. And I'm, of course, I'm sure this happened to you, but when I, again, when I finally embraced and stepped into my role as a professional medium as my purpose. Mm. It's crazy how I literally met oh my gosh, this little <laughs> when I pulled in and met my soul sisters. Like twenty twenty two. Like of course I have my friends from childhood who are oh my gosh, like my dearest, my dearest loves. But yeah, well, to meet these women that are also in the industry, the community, and where I'm like, wait, I've known you for lifetimes. I've known you forever. Like our souls mm -hmm. sit together forever. It's just healing with them and having them not only help me heal and like heal with them, but also help me remember, which is just the craziest thing too. And I, that's like, one of, I would say, the most important parts about really building that community and finding that community is I, there are so many things that we would talk about. And I'm like, wait, that's what that was. 
oh my god oh wait yeah i've totally been through that of course how does that feel so familiar and oh my gosh truly and also i love that you brought up music because yeah that is one of it's so interesting because i don't know about you but when it comes to music i'm not even i'm at times i'm not even focused on the lyrics that's like Sometimes actually the least of my worries, it's actually like the rhythm and the sound and the layers of the music. And I don't know like mm-hmm. the genre you're you're connected with, but it's just really, really interesting. Like my like where I gravitate to for music. Like I love the band Cannons because it just makes me feel like a lava lamp. Yes. Chloe. I love SZA. Like I just love her rhythm and her beats and her voice is gorgeous. I love Mm -hmm. like I love Maggie Rogers because I feel so free and like her guttural voice at times where she just feels like so empowered. It's just, it's interesting. Like I, I can, I love that you brought up music and <laughs> I love, I love going to live music concerts. Cause I'm just like, Oh, this is literally electric. And I saw Florence the machine for the first one. Uh, woman. That woman's like, what? literally, she's not from this planet. Like, no, her- no, no, no. She is full on Venusian energy i saw her my first time at coachella and she had a broken arm or a broken leg she broke one of her limbs long story short this woman comes out with six gorgeous men holding her up because she i think she broke her leg and she was like like singing while being propped up and Still so magnetic and electric, and I was like, "Dang, wow!" That's being held up by gorgeous men. I'm like, "Uh, "Yes, (laughs) she commands." Maybe she broke her or her leg on purpose. She was like, "Yeah, yeah." Maybe, maybe the prop was just no. The prop was her broken leg. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's so much. And oh, okay, so. Final question. I I guess I would love I mean gosh, you you've left the listeners with so much beauty and mm-hmm. maybe some advice on how they can kind of begin today, some healing, some inner knowing, some inner remembrance when it comes to sounds, like what they can change, what they can add, what they can begin to do, what they can begin to perceive. Working with different frequencies can be so powerful. And in today's day, the level of accessibility that we all have is really astounding. And so perhaps going to Spotify or going on YouTube and listening to certain frequencies, whether it's the solfeggio frequencies or 432 hertz, 528 hertz, just see how listening to different frequencies makes you feel and find the frequency that works for you and just begin to work with it. Begin to meditate with it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I literally wrote these down. And okay, one more like, I mean, I guess I could just look it up on Google, but this is like way more fun to ask you. Like, <laughs> maybe. Because you said I, I wrote those down the the frequencies that you mentioned, but yeah. give like the listeners a couple of 
frequencies where it's like, oh, like try this one for this, try this one for this. Whether it's like two, where there's a million, a million, million you can share. But yeah, so 963 hertz is really beautiful for opening up the third eye for pineal gland activation. Um, 432 is a great frequency to connect with the frequency of the earth and to ground. And uh, 396 is great for anxiety. And then my personal favorite, 528 hertz, DNA repair, miracles, love. I mean, I I feel like I just want to live in 528 all the time. And so going to put that one at the top of your list. Check it out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Natalie, you have been so deeply generous, and it has been so incredible to connect with you. Honestly, it's okay. I... <laughs> okay, a couple things. One, where can the peeps find you? How can they work with you? How can they connect with you? What is your next sound bath? Is obviously I'm going, and I'm like, do you do birthday parties? <laughs> Yes, well, happy early birthday. And you can connect with me. My website is just loveandalchemy.com, Instagram at loveandalchemy underscore. And I work with people in a myriad of ways, uh, sound practitioner training. If you feel called, I hold space both virtually and in person, have some coming up this year that I'm excited for. And then, yeah, you can check out my offerings. I have a membership. I work with people one-on-one. Mentorship is coming soon for practitioners. So yeah, I would love to connect. Even if you just want to drop me a note, say hello, share your experience with sound. Excited to connect with all of you. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much. This has been amazing. Hello, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Oh my gosh. I loved listening back and editing and Just remembering all of the wisdom that Natalie shared and all of the beautiful quotes and affirmations that I wrote down. And this is such a memorable conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. And of course, please, please, please share this episode with anyone who you believe will benefit from it and will be eager to learn more or learn for the first time about sound healing. And of course, make sure to give her a follow on her social media platforms on Instagram at love and alchemy and make sure to find ways to work with her, to connect with her as she is a sound bowl practitioner, whether that is for you wanting to become one or any kind of private events. And she's just absolutely wonderful. You can tell that she just has such a well and vast array of knowledge and just eagerness to grow and learn and just be at truly the frequency and vibration of love and if you haven't already make sure to give this podcast a follow and share with any of your friends or loved ones and make sure to give me a follow on instagram at the modern medium underscore 
please, please, please do not be shy to share me, you know, your thoughts and how this episode landed with you. I always love, love, love hearing from you guys. It makes me so happy. And last but not least, when you feel ready and feel called to book a reading with me or any type of service with me, simply head to my website at themodernmedium.co or you could also head to my Instagram at themodernmedium underscore. Click on the link in my bio where you can find all of my services along with discovery call booking links and we can figure out the best way to work together and the best way for me to serve you. I love you guys dearly and I, again, just thank you so, so much for supporting the podcast, supporting the platform, and just coming back for these beautiful, potent conversations. We have so many more coming up and I just love you guys so dearly. Thank you so much and we will catch each other next time.